the Charmaine Wilson, the Australian Comedian Podcast. Good morning and welcome to my podcast where we discuss everything about love, loss, life and the afterlife. Today is Mediumship Monday and as promised I'd like to talk about clairsentience. So what is clairsentience? Clairsentience means to psychic, to to uh, feel psychically, which means personally I can feel how other people feel. Some people might relate to that as empathy. I can, and with spirits, I can feel the way that they've passed away. I can feel what surgeries they've had. I can feel their personality, which is really important in medium readings. Um, and and it is really perhaps one of my strongest um gifts that I have because you know I have clairaudience clairvoyance clairsentience I also smell spirits but clairsentience is perhaps one of my stronger ones now so what what, so how how this works is is when I am doing a spirit reading or a a mediumship reading the spirit will type of basically lay themselves across me and what I will feel is all of their little aches and pains that they had in life you know they will let me know now I'm not sure if they lay themselves across me or if it, or if they allow their energy to put pressure on certain parts, but that is how I feel. Okay, so I'm going. To, so I'll tell you how it all started with me. Now I did not know I was a medium until April 2002. I did not work as a professional medium until October 2002, and in that six month period. My guides trained me extensively and I always remember the day they brought in clairsentience. I didn't know what it was until that point. Um, you know, I was very new. This would have been in the probably the, the two or three days after I realised I was a medium. And I went to work one day and one of my co-workers, I walked past her and my whole knee went out. My right knee just, I lost it. And I thought, oh my goodness, what's, what's that? So I kept walking and um, it stopped. I walked past the same co-worker a little bit later and bang, there it is again. I end up saying to her, what is wrong? Is there something wrong with your knee? She said, there is. She said, I twisted it this morning and it's really given me a lot of pain. That was my very first experience with clairsentience. I said, well, that's really weird. I said, is it the right knee? She said, yes. And I explained exactly where the pain was. She said, yes. And and it was and she just and that from that day on I got called witchy woo at my work because they thought I was just so spooky, um, because from that point on weird little things kept happening and um, the girls at work were delighted because um, they were able to pick my brain and everything like that. Not that I knew much back then; I was still very fresh. So with clairsentience, now when I'm in a show, it still is one of my very strongest abilities. In 2008, I went into a show called um, The One, um, Search for Australia's Most Gifted Psychic, and we had to do a clairsentient um, or what, what were they calling it, medical intuitive um, like task in that show. So what they did was they lined up five people and they all had varying degrees of illnesses, all different things. Now, the first guy, I type of looked at him and I was able to tell him that he had glaucoma and I think it was emphysema. And I was correct on both cases. The second guy, the second lady, I was um, a little bit, I didn't know what was going on with her. But I said to her, I said, I do not know what has happened to you exactly. I can't quite see it. I said, but your shoulders tell me that you've done a lot of rehabilitation work. 
and it, and and that was the only one I didn't get. And um, and she had actually lost a leg, but because she was standing there so so full and so straight that you could not tell from looking her at her that she had lost a leg. So I was okay on that one as well. But I mean, I was okay. And when she actually had her review, she said at least she picked up that I did a lot of physio because what I could feel was that her shoulders were strong as hell. And um, I think I mentioned that on the day. Um, now, the next one I did, I can't remember one, but the next one I did, um, I said, I said, if you were a spirit, I would say that you had a stroke. And, and he didn't say anything. It wasn't until after it was revealed afterwards. We didn't get to know at that point. We didn't get to know until um, later on how close we were. Um, and, and he had indeed had a stroke. Um, and he really felt that way. And the other one that I remember, I said, I'm not sure what you do for a living. All I know is you've hit the dirt more than once. He was a <laughs> he was one of those crusty demons. So, boy, did he hit the dirt. He had broken pretty much every bone in his body. I just knew that. I said, you've had a lot of injuries. I don't know what it is you do, but you've hit the dirt more than once. And that was my exact words. So I really flew home on that uh, that medical intuitive that day. Because um, even I can tell what spirits pass with. So when you put me in part of a living being, it's really easy because humans are so dense, you know. Um, now, I'll just put a little note there. I do not do medical intuitive work as a thing. So if you have some undiagnosed disease, please know that that is not my gig, okay. I can do little party tricks and tell you how many surgeries you've had, what they've been, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't know the medical terms and I don't have enough medical actual, I don't have enough medical um, education to be able to ever do that. Uh, there are some great medical intuitives out there, but a lot of them have actually trained as doctors as well. And I'm not up to that standard. So please don't ask me about that. Would I be able to give you an idea? Maybe. I have done it in the past, but it's not what I want to do and it's not where I'm headed with this. Okay. So when a spirits come to me, it's the same thing. When I'm presented with a spirit, um, and, and a lot of people will tell you this, I'm generally very accurate in the way they passed. Um, I mean, if they've died, died from a stroke or something, I do get a pain in my head um, that indicates stroke. Now, what happens with – now, this is for the mediums out there who are listening along. Sometimes what happens is you will feel the same feeling for a stroke – an aneurysm particularly, a hit on the head, um, a car accident may come in the same way as well. And also mental depression and Alzheimer's, you will feel a pain in the head. Well, I do anyhow. Now, I have gotten a lot better at it though because now I, now I know that they give me a one certain hit on the head for a stroke and one certain hit on the head for a car accident. So I, I have learned to define that. But what I have to do now is I do say to people, your person either had a stroke, aneurysm or brain bleed because a lot of people do not know the technical terms or they do know the technical terms and they will tell you no, none of those things but then you find out that the person indeed had a T1 which is a stroke. I have come across that. Um, and that is another thing with mediumship as well. A lot of people will be given these really complicated names of something that their loved one had that made them pass away. And um, and they can be a little bit unfair sometimes because they expect you to know the name. Now, that's impossible, guys. 
I can't know every single medical terminology that there is and nor do you, should you expect any other medium to know all the terminology. I think that um, as mediums, if you can get the pretty much the right area and pretty much the right diagnosis, you know, you're going well. But, you know, if, but, but if anyone out there listening who is thinking about getting a reading or is booked in for a reading with me, just know I did not do a medical degree, so I do not know all the nitty-gritty names, okay? And for all the psychics out there who are listening in, you don't really need to know all the nitty-gritty names, but the sooner you can start to define things, the better. So, for instance, when I get a cancer patient or someone who passed with cancer, I feel ill all over. I said to my spirit guides, that's not good enough. I want to know more information. And so now I'm able to determine whether it's kidney cancer, pancreatic cancer, breast cancer, uh, chest cancer. Um, I do get stuck on some of the cancers. I generally get bone cancer and blood cancer mixed up. Um, leukemia can be a bit tough sometimes too. But brain cancer I can mix up with the stroke. But basically I have a really good idea of the different types of cancers now. But I have been a medium for 20 years. So you start to learn through reading clients, well, oh, that's what that is. That's that feeling. That's pancreatic cancer. So you start to learn through your um, through your clients what what each thing is and what that makes you feel like. Uh, it takes time to get your dictionary, but you know, in the meantime, when you're just learning, all you've got to do is say, I, I feel that this area here was affected. Don't try and diagnose. So if if it's pancreatic cancer, you would feel it in your stomach region. And it would feel burny. Well, that's how it feels for me anyhow. So that's, that, that's how I determine illnesses and stuff like that. Now, when I have someone who has taken themselves home, the first thing that makes me feel is I feel uncomfortable, particularly if this is a child that's taken themselves home and I'm facing the parents. It's almost like they don't want to face the music. They, they don't want to face the music. With, and you get that, oh, I don't want to tell you what I did. <laughs> I always get that, I don't want to tell you what I did. Now, because I am a considerate person and because I have made a couple of mistakes in the past, I want to talk about when you bring someone in who has taken themselves home because the information that you give to the client is of utmost. Now, number one, respect is needed. Now, personally, I can generally find out, I can generally feel the way that they did it. I can feel when it's a gunshot wound. Um, I can feel when it's a hanging. Now, um, I can also feel when it's um, a, a, if they've if they've done um, gas themselves in the car or something. I'm not up on every single one of them, but I have found in the past, and I remember one lady getting very angry at me because I said because I mucked it up this particular day and I couldn't pinpoint the exact way that the person died. She ripped me a new one, I've got to tell you. She ripped me a new a-hole um, and rightfully so. She said, how ghoulish of you to want to talk about the way they did it. And so since that time, which is only last year, I've really backed off on trying to determine the way that they've gone. So if you have a reading coming up and, I, and, I, and, they, and your person has taken themselves home, I don't touch on that, please understand, is that I don't know if you're sensitive to that or if you're not sensitive to that. And I might whisper it, you know. But one of the other things with when they take themselves home as well, um, they have this feeling of responsibility and I have been, a, um, I've done something wrong. 
Um, and the other feeling, and, but what, what I do sometimes now is because with car accidents and also with suicide, I'll just say the word, um, I get a pain in the head. Suicide, I get the pain in the head to establish that they had depression, okay, and it makes my head hurt. Um, with a car accident, I also get a pain in the head. Now, but at times when I'm in a rush with, with um, doing shows and that, I don't take the time to type to sit down and, and think about that because there's definite places that they do hit and, and, and represent. So suicide is represented by an all-over head pain for me, whereas, a, whereas an accident will depend where the accident affected the most. So if they were riding a motorbike, I will get the pain on my left-hand side of the head. This is for Australia anyhow, um, which, which, which would actually give me some problems overseas because you have different sides of the road. But because we, are on, we, we drive on the left-hand side of the road, for a, someone who's a passenger in a car or someone who's on a motorbike, I will get a bash on the side of the head, the left-hand side. And for a different vehicle accident, I will get it on the right-hand side of the head. Okay, so just so long as you understand that, um, that this is just what I do and I know that every single medium has a different dictionary. But, you know, me telling you this might give you little things to look out for. And for the people that um, have no intention of being a medium but are just interested in the process, this is what I'm going through. You see, it's a whole series of things. So not only am I feeling what they want me to feel, I am also seeing what they want me to see and I'm also hearing what they want me to hear. So my mind is a million miles an hour when I'm doing a reading, trying to pick up the very, very um, – and it's always feather light. I, it, it, it's not, it never does hurt me. It's always feather light. So, you know, I don't, I don't feel that as pain. I feel it more as a touch. So just as long as you understand that as well. To feel their personality, I think I, I, I'm, I'm able to do that quite well as well. I, I, I enjoy feeling their personality because it brings to me – to me it brings them to life. And I love, you know, and I, I have some – because I'm Australian, so, and I, you know, I talk a bit weird sometimes, but, you know, like – like I, I feel like grandmas who have big bosoms of love and I, I'll feel a grandmother figure coming towards me with all this love, you know, it's just, ah, and it just feels wonderful. And, you know, and then you might feel a grandmother that's tight and rigid. And I, I can't explain how I feel those personality traits. I just do. It's almost like they, they, they may superimpose themselves on me just for a few minutes so that I can feel that energy come over me you know, so sometimes I feel like a cranky old man. Sometimes I feel like an aggressive junkie person who died from an overdose. Sometimes I feel like a young mom who's really wish, who's type of like anxious about her children. Sometimes I feel like an old mama who's just had sick and died of being sick and died and really couldn't give two hoots about much now. And sometimes I feel like, um, you know, oh, a skeptic dad. You know, so you, you, get, you just get these feelings inside of you. And it's really hard to explain how I get that, unfortunately. All I know is that after 20-odd years of doing readings, I have defined my clairsentience in remarkable ways. And it makes me really, really happy, to be, to be honest with you. It's become more and more defined. My biggest concern with clairsentience, personally, is that... Um, I don't know, I don't want to admit this to you, but it might have turned me into a little bit of a hypochondriac because um, 
Because, you know, sometimes like you'll feel something on yourself. You're not doing a reading. There's no reading. And all of a sudden you'll feel something that you felt on a spirit like a couple of days ago. And, oh, my God, that's right down there in my pancreas. Oh, my God. What is that deep, dark feeling in my ovaries? And I got it. I, I, it does turn you into a little bit of hypochondriac, I think. Just me, anyhow. I'm always at the doctors. Like, <laughs> I, think, I think that I'm always at the doctors because I understand um, how many people, um, you know, are not aware that they have a problem and they do not get to treat it. And therefore, they get into a lot of pain, generally men, but, you know, women are generally at the doctors a fair bit. So, you know, that is the other thing. And the other thing I worry about with clairsentience is one day I will be having a heart attack. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. I don't know. I don't look at future. But um, just say I am having a heart attack. I won't know if it's me or if it's a spirit that is coming through for a reading. That's always been a worry for me. And just on saying that, another thing that I get, um, which may be interesting to you developing mediums, I don't know. Um, when I have a very recent passing, like say in the last months, what I get is a really sharp, sharp pain in the heart um, to indicate that this has only just happened. We are so fresh. And, um, and, and, and there is no denying that, um, no denying that feeling. It is the sharpest heart pain that I actually feel. So, you know, as usual, I, I, I am open for more questions on this, but you must email me if you want me to answer your questions because um, – I'm not going to answer all the questions that you have unless you do email me. It's easier for me to go through email. I'm trying not to. I'm actually trying to um, dislodge myself from social media a little bit because I feel it doesn't have a really good effect on me and I feel that these podcasts are a better way to go. So do email me. I may not see your request on um, social media because I don't go on there as much as as, as I ha used to. Okay. So I hope you've enjoyed that. I hope it makes you understand what's happening to me when you see me working. Um, and I hope for you um, budding mediums out there that that might reassure you that you're on the right path. You've just got to give yourself time, guys, to really, you know, fill that dictionary up. And that's basically the best way I can say it. So thank you for joining me and I will see you next week with Monday Mediumship. Uh, but I will have a few more this week anyhow. So have a great day, everyone. She talks to angles. Oops, angels. <laughs> You'll come back now. <laughs>